When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there. My name is Miles Jupp, cricket fan. And together with my co-host, Mark Wood, actual cricket man, we invite you to listen to Middle Please Umpire, a new cricket podcast containing the two of us banging on and sounding off together about cricket and quite possibly all manner of other things while lifting the lid on Mark's life as an international cricketer. And as if that wasn't enough, we shall be welcoming some great guests along the way and chatting to them about life on and off the playing field as they spill the beans, drop some truth bombs and see if they can withstand the scrutiny of our brutal interrogations. Middle Please Umpire is available right now from all your favourite podcast providers. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spurs Show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. My name's Theo Delaney. I'm speaking to you from North London. I have an array of guests dotted around the United Kingdom. Uh, among them, first of all, the original voice of White Hart Lane, Mr. Willie Morgan. Hello, Willie. Hello. Good to be here. How are you? I'm fine. It's, uh, this lockdown hasn't affected me in the slightest. I've been as busy as ever. Uh, I, I spend all day in my recording studio making radio programmes. That is good to hear. That is good to hear, Willie. Now, speaking to us from the Highlands of Scotland, Mr. Charlie Whelan. Hello, Charlie. Hi, Theo. How are you? Yeah, we're good. We're OK. How's the weather up there? Uh, very snowy. But uh, that is to be expected this time of year. Absolutely. And uh, I've been out with a dog, as I do every day. I go fishing and I watch Spurs whenever they're on. And that sounds like, sounds like more or less the perfect idyll. <laughs> well, would... going fishing and wing with a dog is, yes. Yeah, it's not always the football, no. But we'll come on to that. Be assured of that. And our special guest tonight, I am delighted to welcome back to the Spurs show, the legendary... Mr. Tony Galvin. Hello, Tony. Hello, yeah. Lovely to uh, be with you tonight. Yeah, very happy to be here. Great to have you back, Tony, because we've got a few things to pick the bones out of. And obviously, we'll be uh, particularly keen to get your take on it from all of your fabulous... I mean, you know, the further away it gets, your the team you played in, <laughs> the more we pine for it. The last <laughs> team to habitually win trophies, that great 80s side that you were in, along with Glenn and Aussie and Graham Roberts and the like. We'll talk about that. We'll tr try to draw some parallels if we can. 
Uh, we've got two games to talk about that have just been. We've got two games coming up, although there is a certain question mark looming over one of them, which I will come to. Um, I guess we win it. Let's talk first. Let's do this chronologically and talk first about the quarterfinal of the League Cup that we played. It's so difficult this time of year. I know it's a cliche to say it, but we, God knows what day it was when we played this game. God knows what day it is today. I don't know. But it was... We've certainly haven't done a show since this game. So Stoke away, an interesting game because it's a cup game and it allowed for the possibility of rotation of selection. Um, it was a bit of a sort of a U-shaped game. Started okay, ended well. Slight worries in the middle. Um, Tony, what was your take on that game, the Stoke League Cup game? Well, uh, obviously Spurs were, were strong favourites to go through. It was never going to be an easy game. Obviously, these games are a bit odd playing in front of uh, no crowds. Um, I thought Spurs coped with it reasonably well. You, the, the other team is going to have a spell in any game where they're going to come at you. And uh, Spurs responded at the end quite well. Um, it, was a, it was an OK performance, good enough to get through, really. That's all it was about. Yeah, and that's all that matters, isn't it, at the end of the day in a, in a cup quarterfinal. Two, two other little head, well, medium-sized, if you like, headlines came out of that game. Uh, one of which was uh, Deli Ali once again being on the wrong end of of some uh, harsh words from Jose Mourinho. Tony, before I ask the other guys, wh- where do you stand on the, on him calling out individual players at the end of games like that, especially one that he's called out regularly before? Well, obviously, what we don't know is what goes on um, every day at training. We don't know the history to this. Obviously, Jose has one or two issues with his performance. I don't know what those issues are. Obviously, prior to him arriving, he was one of our top players. He's a very talented player, very popular with supporters. Jose, for some reason, is calling him out. Um, He's the manager. He's the coach of the first team. He's doing that for a particular reason. I don't know what the reason is. I wouldn't like to comment on what the reason is. Uh, you'd like to think he's doing it for the benefit of Deli Ali. Uh, I'm not sure if that if he sees it that way. Um, but sometimes you have to put your trust in the uh, the manager, coach, whatever they call him these days. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other. I mean, Charlie, what do you would you be surprised to see Deli Ali moving on uh, either temporarily or permanently in this forthcoming window? Well, I think if I was Deli, I'd want to go. I mean, I, I just, it was unbelievable, really. I mean, I've, I've watched the whole game, and then when I saw Jose say that, I thought, what's he going on about? And when you, watch, when you look at the, um, the, the highlights, Delhi wasn't in them. Of course, the incident he was referring to was a flick he did in the middle of the park, <laughs> and then the ball went back to the goalkeeper, didn't it? And, uh, you know, so it was outrageous. I mean, I just, uh, I despair, really. I mean, I think Mourinho's, anti-football sometimes and Delhi is a great footballer well I thought Delhi had a pretty a pretty good game I, I, I was really yeah. shocked that he was substituted and the comments afterwards I was staggered with I, I didn't see that flick anyway just so many good other good things besides that yeah, I mean, for him as well. I mean, the thing is about Delhi. I, I feel everyone's blaming uh, Mourinho. Or not everyone, but there, there, it's, there seems to be a lot of people think that Mourinho's at fault. Um, but in, the truth is that Delhi hadn't played well for about a year before he turned up. 
the old Delhi is, is it seems like a distant memory, mm. I think. And that, that that's not me saying he, he lacks talent. We know he's got talent. We've seen it. But that old adage, you know, class is permanent, form is temporary. That, that can only get you so far. Um, but and but I agree. I thought he played well in that first half, and I was so uh, it was surprising. But as Tony says, he must have uh, his reasons, Jose. And a lot of people look talk about the precedent of um, Ndombele last year, and he kept criticising Ndombele, bringing him off, not picking him, go you know making remarks about his fitness and his commitment. And people say, and look what happened. He turned it around, and now he's a regular starter, and he's really making a a valuable contribution. So. You know, uh, can I say, I think um, I was aware from um, somebody who will remain nameless that obviously there was um, some very harsh words between um, Jose and, and Dumbelli last season. And I think it was um, Jose's way of trying to shake that particular player up. Yeah. And he seems to be adopting a similar approach with, with um, Delhi and Delhi Ali. I'm not sure if it's working, though. And... As uh, I think Charlie already said, if you were in Delhi's shoes, you may well think, well, this isn't working for Jose and it's not working for me. So um, uh, I totally agree. I think he's um, he's far too good um, to be hanging around, not featuring on a regular basis. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him leave in January. Well, interestingly, uh, Pochettino is where we're all the signs are that he's about to be announced as... Uh, the new coach of PSG, a club. Can we, can we block that, please? I'd have him back in a heartbeat. I really would. <laughs> well, I yeah, well, I don't think that's likely to happen, unfortunately, Willie. I, I think whether he goes to PSG or not. But um, well, I, I, have a, I have a best mate. I've been friends with the same guy since, for over sixty-five years now. He's a, he's he's been a he's a Chelsea supporter, and we, we've bantered each other all those years and as soon as Mourinho came to Spurs he rang me up and just said you'll be sorry and he's right I am yeah well we all most of us thought we'd be sorry I certainly did but then but then up until three maybe three weeks ago we were top of the league three weeks ago weren't we and we were looking like hold on a minute this kind of grim sort of pragmatic machine-like football that Mourinho has always won trophies with maybe what who's to say he won't win trophies with us that's what we were thinking then since then yeah, but the, the football we're playing it's just it's just so dire it's boring i wouldn't yeah. pay money to go and watch spurs okay. i would uh, well he's uh, this thing about nostalgia looking back to to what's happened in the past spurs supporters are full of that full of nostalgia um i i i would slightly disagree having watched the game on sunday again the last game um, it was Sunday, wasn't it? And uh, when Spurs went 1-0 up, um, I don't think the manager actually told them to play any differently. What they needed in that first half was a second goal, and they were on top. When, uh, you, when, I, you, when you get a goal in the first minute, you need to go bang, 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 get one, two, three yeah, quickly. I, I, to blame the manager for that, I think, is totally unreasonable. You've got to have a go at the players. The players are on top, very much right. on top the early stage. So you've got to say, well, what? Well, all you have to do, he can't go on the pitch and score the second goal. Those players are responsible for scoring the second goal. Second goal scored, that game is over. Done. That's also, not a problem. You can't blame the manager for what happened in the first half. 
No, and but according to the manager, you can't blame him for what happened in the second half either, because he said he he apparently said he says that he did not tell them to sit on that lead and defend deep at all in the second half. He told them according to, told them to come sorry, out and try and score. Sorry, Go on, Charlie. According to Reno, according to Reno, you can't blame him for anything. Oh, this is a slight <laughs> problem, isn't it? I mean, the guy's a bit of a psychopath. I don't, I don't know what's up with him, but anyway. Uh, someone called my boss Gordon Brown psychologically. He had psychological flaws once, and I think uh, I think Mourinho's got psychological flaws himself. Look, if we win, people are more or less happy. But if we play like that and lose, many many fans are going to be well. Fans I know are very upset, and Willie's upset, and you know because it's dross basically, isn't it? I mean, well, if we win, then you've got an excuse. Well, of course, that is the gamble that that this football is all about. If you win, every football fan. Whether they whether they admit it or not, every football fan wants above all other things to win. That means to win the game they're in at, the, yeah. at that point, and then to win prizes, trophies. So if you win the game and then you go on to win trophies, you don't give a flying about about the type of football. But as soon as you lose playing this kind of football, then the reaction is way way more negative, obviously, than if you're playing football that is brave and easy on the eye. But, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, we always come back to this thing since, since since Mourinho turned up and even maybe not even before that. Are we prepared to take this kind of football uh, uh, and, and win, uh, and hopefully win, or not? I mean, do you, you know, Willie, you say, you, you're speaking as if you'd like him to go now. I mean, if and, 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 and to an extent, you sound a bit like that as well, Charlie, but if he, <laughs> would you really kick him out now? And if you did, what do you think would be the next step? No, well, well, look, I would to get... Sorry, Willie. I wouldn't. Obviously, he's not going to go now. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, we beat Fulham, and then we, we beat Leeds. I mean, you know, who knows? In a couple of weeks, he could be top again. So, yeah, no, no. But I mean, we're, but we're fans. We pay our money. We're paying loads of money for Sky, and and some of us paid money for season tickets, and we're entitled to our view. And uh, at the moment, if we're not playing well, we're entitled to say that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, of I mean, course. I, I'm old enough to say my eyes have seen the glory of the cups of White Hart Lane. I've, I've seen doubles. I've seen I've seen a double. I've seen cups. I've seen lots of them. But all of them have been playing good football. There was a lot of dross football going on, and that's actually just a, uh, it doesn't co- sort of coincide when I stopped working there in the mid '90s into the uh, <laughs> early 2000s. Must 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 that must be the reason? But uh, <laughs> but I, it's just so disappointing. It's so negative. Uh, th- th- they got we'll see them get six against Manchester United away and five against Southampton away and then they're absolutely struggling uh, they, they well they, they only just got through Stoke and they struggled in some of the Europa League games with the B side and and it, it was dire against Wolves the other night it really was Tony I'd like to ask you because we're, we're fans and we're all we, we, it seems clear to me that if we win fine if we lose we absolutely we're absolutely appalled by the by the terrible uh, dross as, as uh, Willie calls it but from a player's point of view does that also apply if you're playing that kind of football which is pretty pragmatic pretty grim and doer generally speaking in order to get results is it harder to lose that way do you feel the loss more is it more painful and more demoralizing to lose when you played like that um, well, I suppose really, I never really, I suppose when I left, 
when I left Spurs, I went to play at Sheffield Wednesday. That was a bit of a struggle, but basically because obviously it was a club that was just trying to survive in the first division. Mm. Um, but the nearest thing to that would be playing for uh, Jack Charlton when I was playing for the Republic of Ireland. We played yeah. in a very, very pragmatic way, but we were playing international football against some of the best teams in the world. And obviously Jack came up with a way of playing, which was, you know, quite um, basically, if you, you know, if you get your nose in front, everybody back behind the ball, not that dissimilar to Jose. I do have to sort of disagree. I think players and supporters both really want one thing. They want to win the game they're in. And at the end of the season, they want to look back and say, well, yeah, well, we played some good games, some not so good games, but we're holding one or two trophies here at the end of the season. And surely that's what it's all about. And that's what the Mm. players want. And isn't that what supporters want? Suppose I won a trophy for... Mm. Is it 11 years, 12 years? Is that right? Yeah, yeah so, that's right, yeah. That's well, just, that is true. I mean, not, I, good I, enough, I, not good enough. I've been, I've been following Spurs for a long, long, long time. I remember, I remember seeing you win a trophy. And that was great winning trophies. But I must say, some of the best times I had was in recent years under Potocino, going around Europe, going, you know, going to the Champions League final, seeing great football. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that time. We didn't win anything, but I, I still enjoyed it. So it's not always true. We've got, always got to, of course, we want to win a trophy. But for me, it's not actually the numerator, you know, I want to enjoy my life and enjoy watching football. Yeah. All right. Well, well it, the, the, it's... The, 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 the Danny quote about the game is about glory. It's, uh, yeah. you know, the, I can't quote the whole thing off the top of my head, but I mean, he's basically saying the same thing as Charlie. But Blanche yeah. Flower, of course, was 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 a, a mean bastard as well. I mean, you know, I mean, he was a, he was a bit like Mourinho in many ways. So Blanche Flower, I mean, he was a winner. I mean, he was a real fighter as well, wasn't he? Yeah, well, indeed. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as was Dave McKay. I mean, that yeah. team wasn't exactly. It wasn't all about art, was it? And creativity. And it's the same exactly. And then the next great team was the team to, that Tony was in, and they were they weren't all a bunch of ballet dancers in that either. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of very, very uncompromising characters. I would count Tony among them. Anyway. Yeah, well, um, that, I'll take that as a compliment then. Good. Yeah. Good. You, you were Martin the old Tony. Yeah, I did, I, I did kick a few, but basically you've got to get the first kick in, and otherwise they're going to yeah. kick you. I mean, that's I didn't mind um, getting a kick, but as long as I got one back or I got one in first, that's yeah. the way it was. Yeah. In fact, there was... I heard a funny interview with Neville Southall I was listening to on a podcast earlier, and he said that in those days, you know, they went out, and Everton were a good side, obviously. He said, basically, you went out first 20 minutes, you kicked them, they kicked you. You basically tried to rough each other up and intimidate each other. After that first 20 minutes, you'd probably, most of the time in the top division, you'd both sort of take a pause and say, right, we haven't intimidated you, you haven't intimidated us, let's have a football match. <laughs> That's how he described it. Those games, the the, the games in the 80s when we were played against uh, probably the, the two of the best teams were Liverpool and Everton. And yeah. basically, as a wide player, if you were coming up against some like Gary Steams at Everton, you know, they would be kicking the shit out of you for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. The, referee, the referees in those days, th- this is a fact. Yeah. They never liked booking people early on and again because yeah. they, they, their approach was, well, if I book somebody early on, I might have to send them off. They didn't like sending people off. So they used to give people leeway about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And you knew you were going to get it. And yeah. you knew, unless it was really bad, 
they were not going to get booked. Mm. Yeah, they should have done. I mean, they would do now, obviously. Yeah, which would yeah. which would make your life as a as a sort of an attacking midfield player a lot easier. Yeah, um, yeah. Because um, if they get an early booking, obviously, then you know you can go go at them again, and then second booking off the go. Uh, that's changed. I mean, it's better. It's much better now because yeah. the the benefit of the doubt is always going to with the attackers, and that's the way football should be. It's much better. The referees are much better now than they used to be, and the attacking players are much better protected, and that's the way football should be. Yeah, quite agree. Let's have a break, and we'll come back and talk about the future. Welcome back to the Spurs show. I've got a couple of things I need to make you aware of before we carry on with our discussion. Um, Our partners, William Hill, the official betting partners of Tottenham Hotspur as well, by the way, they've got some interesting prices for me to tell you about on these forthcoming games. Uh, In the Fulham game, for example, you can get Son to score at any time, 23 to 20. You can get Kane to score two or more. At nine to two. Here's a couple of little things we quite like. You can get more than two goals and more than three cards and more than 10 corners in the game. That combination, 15 to two. And here's another combo bet we like the look of. Kane to score, both teams to get more than one card and both to get in excess of three corners. That combo, 12 to one. That's the Fulham game. Couple of little leads bets that caught our eye. Uh, Spurs to win and both sides to score 15 to eight and Spurs to win two, one. So you could have those two together, seven to one. There you go. Go to williamhill.com or if you haven't already download the app for all the enhanced prices in the build up to those kickoffs. And by the way, while I've got you for additional premium Spurs show content, including a daily Spurs news show now in audio or visual versions, Match reports, interviews with ex-players and much more. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash Spurs show. There we go. And one last thing. I'd just like to say uh, hello to the butchers. Shuri's Butchers in I. They'll know why. I'll tell you why. My mother-in-law went in there over Christmas and they had a picture of Tottenham Hotspur on the wall. And she said, Do you, are you Tottenham fans? And she said, they said, yeah. And she said, oh, my son-in-law does a Tottenham podcast. And they said, what's his name? And said, Thea Delaney. And went, oh, we listened to him. So I said, I'd give him a mention. Shuri's in I, Suffolk. Right. We've got two games coming up. One of them may be off. The Fulham game, there's a rumour going around, put put about by the Athletics, so it's a pretty good source, that it's under threat because a lot of Fulham players have got COVID. There's COVID, of course, is it's rampant around uh, London, and uh, I noticed that our Brazilian players are missing it. So is everyone else's Brazilian players. There's a big rumour going around. There's been a b- big Brazilian party, like the one Neymar threw in, uh, <laughs> in Rio de Janeiro, and that all the Brazilians are out for that. Loads of Fulham players apparently it is said are, are, are stricken with it. So it may not happen, but as we speak, it's on Fulham have improved a lot recently. Charlie, do you think they can cause us problems? Well, they can because they have improved. You said, but look, we've got to win. I mean, we're at home and after the Wolves game, we've just absolutely got to win. I think we will win. And then and I think, uh, you know, if you look at the at the fixtures we've had, they've been pretty difficult, haven't they, over the last yeah. uh, four or five weeks? And, and now we've got some slightly easier ones. And I just think, you know, we need to get on the front foot and win. And I'm 
I'm pretty sure we will win. Scotty Parker, uh, you know, once of this parish, uh, is doing a, a, a was written off really after the first two or three games of this season. It seems to have got them organised and particularly more solid at the back. The question mark with Tottenham in recent games has been uh, about their ability to score goals, really. Stoke apart, which, of course, was a lower division uh, proposition. Tony, does that worry you that the goals are drying up slightly? Um, no, not really. I, you, you can't expect um, Hurricane Son to keep scoring, 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 making, making. Um, and Dumbelli scored um, on Sunday. Um Harry's the sort of player, he might not do much for a couple of games and he'll come back with a bang. I have no doubt one of those is going to score on, against Fulham. Um, I agree with Charlie, I think it'll be a win. I think it could be a 2-0, 3-1 win. Um, Fulham are doing better. Um, if they stay up, it could it'll be they'll be lucky to stay up, put it that way. So I, I expect a comfortable win and I, I expect probably Harry or Son to score. Yeah. Well, there's a good Willie, chance of that because, well, if you saw today's Mourinho um, press conference, he says that uh, both Vinicius and Mora are not going to be are out, or mm. more, they're almost certainly out in, in Mora's case. So Cade and Son are going to have to play anyway. And there was some talk of there being some fatigue of, of them, one, those two on the Wolves game. So <laughs> there's a good chance one of them will score because I think they'll both be playing. Well, the other thing, the other worry is um, that Bale is out, and they say he's going to be out for two or three weeks, a good two or three weeks, with a calf injury, which was which is frustrating. Bale's been very frustrating, hasn't he, Willie? Because I thought again in that first half against, I think he's shown signs of maybe you know coming up to to simmering point at least. Does yeah, it? What, well, what, what do you what do you make of the the Bale situation, Willie? Well, I, I'm as delighted he came back. Uh, I'm, I've been understanding of the way he's. They've managed his, his minutes and all the rest of it. And I, th- I was delighted to see him score against Brighton in that header uh, with Reguilón crossed with his wrong foot, as it were, uh, not being a right footer. And uh, to get the, the header against uh, Stoke the other night was, was terrific. I was really pleased. And then to see him limping off, very disconcerting. It is said that in Madrid, they're really, really worried that it's not going that well for Bale at Tottenham and that Tottenham may not choose to keep keep Bale because of the, 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 the sums of money involved and that they're going to be stuck with him for another year because his contract doesn't run out until the end of next season. Charlie, can you see him being sent back? <laughs> no way to go back to Madrid, is he? But I can't see us paying those sort of wages for for another year. I mean, he's, he's on twice as much as Harry Kane, which is ridiculous, really. I mean, it's it's a bit sad because he was, you know, he was coming towards fitness, wasn't he? You could tell he yeah. was just getting fit better every game and then suddenly got injured again. It's a bit annoying, but I'm sure we've got a lot, a lot, lot more games to come this season. So I'm, 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 I'm pretty uh, hopeful he'll come good in the end. Tony, Tony, do you expect Spurs to do any business or much business in January? Um, well, I, w- I would be quite surprised. I mean, they've got a very big squad. They've got a very strong squad. It's one of the best squads in the country, if not the best. They, you know, they've got two very strong 11s. Um, so I'd be surprised. Maybe they might bring in one player. But, uh, you know, there's also a chance that Deli Ali might go out on loan somewhere, you know, just to get games. So maybe one in and maybe one goes on loan. But I 
no more than that. I mean, they've got a very big squad. And, um, you know, the, the chairman has done really well. They've got a very... They must be. They must cost a lot of money when you've got a massive squad. They've all got on big wages, so I can't see um, many people coming in now. I suppose, yeah, like you say, the only way it would happen is if if others left to sort of create vacancies. There's, I mean, there's obvious. The obvious one is Delhi Alley, and this this development at PSG yeah, provi- provides an obvious opportunity. The other player that people have been talking about, who is a, who, you know, who could command a big fee. Uh, would be Harry Winks, who's who played when he played the other. I think it was his first start in about ten weeks. Um, so. Yeah, but I see, I see with, I see with him. You know, okay, he was upset when he came off in the, in a recent game. You know, he wasn't very happy. Well, that's footballers. That's the way it is. You get taken off sometimes. I think he'll be involved to the end of the season because. Because there are so many games, because they're quite close to each other, because of COVID, I don't see him leaving. I think um, he's going prone as well. I, I I don't think there's any way they could let him go because they'll need him for games. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got the Europa League around the corner as well. Yeah, um, the FA Cup starts next week. I mean, Tottenham are you know they're in the, obviously the FA Cup hasn't started yet, but well, I shouldn't say this, should I? There are. They're already in the fourth round. Well, they should be. So, they, 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 you know, they're fighting on four fronts. So you, you can't really be letting players like that go, particularly one who's in England international. And, and and he won't go. There's no way. He won't go. Well, I find it quite... quite. I agree with you about the squad. It's probably in terms of squad strength. I can't, can't remember a stronger, bigger, yeah. well-stocked squad. But yeah. the one thing about the 11 and the system he plays... Uh, Jose is that in all the big games, he likes to have real muscle at the back of the midfield. So he's got Hoybier, who's been brilliant, been a revelation. Yeah. And he's yeah. got Sissoko, who's very imposing presence. And obviously, we finally found, took about three and a half years, we've found, found a role for him in which he can really make a big contribution. But in, that, in those positions, there is nobody like them to step in in the event of injuries or fatigue or suspensions and I imagine there will be suspensions because although in every other part of the pitch you can see a like-for-like replacement the central midfielders that would come in there are more lightweight like Winks Winks is the obvious central midfield replacement. Latelso, who's a bit more of an uh, of a sort of an artist, but again, is is physically more lightweight. Do you think he might, if he could, do you think he might move Winks on in an attempt to get another brutish ball winner? No, <laughs> really? Why? Why? You you do in your squad. You don't always have to have players like for like. Harry Winks maybe brings someone to the team that the others haven't got. I mean. I don't necessarily agree with that at all. You don't have all players similar. You don't have one player and you have another player who's stepping and doing exactly what he said. They're all, they're all slightly different. Surely that's what a manager wants, doesn't he? Yeah, well, you'd hope so. Yeah, I just wonder. He just he does seem to place a lot of emphasis on that physicality. But well, um, what, what he is going to have to do in some of these big games coming up or cup games, he is going to have to use his squad. He's going to have to use yeah. his squad. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Kane and Son are, are going to have to have some rest. You know, they're going to have to be on the bench. They're going to maybe miss whole games because they can. there's no way they can go through a season playing as many minutes on the pitch as they have done to now. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. 
So it's important to get Vinicius back fit. He's the only yep. other centre forward. It's important to hopefully yeah. get Bale back fit because he's a good alternative, especially when he's firing all cylinders to uh, to Son. And it's important to get um, Lucas Moura, who's increasingly yeah, well, dividing well, opinion. I don't know what's wrong with him then. Well, he, he picked him in. Yeah, I don't know. But Willie, you said that that Jose said today that him and Vinicius are definitely very well, very was- doubtful. Well, yeah, definitely doubtful. Well, definitely out. So I just saw a clip of it on Sky News, uh, Sports News. But I, I don't know what the problem is with Mora. But, uh, but uh, it seems that he, he was adamant that Bale was going to be out for about three weeks. Yeah. So I mean, they might have COVID. I mean, they're not telling. Yeah. They don't say if someone's got COVID. And, and I mean, I know the, the, the game against Fulham did doubt. And it wouldn't be surprising me if, Quite a lot of games are now going to be uh, postponed. I mean, the way the yeah. way this uh, pandemic's going. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and that's going to happen. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Half half for anyone who signed up on a thirty day free trial of um, Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a feel for them. <laughs> Uh, so let's let's talk about the Leeds game. Now Leeds are a very very interesting prospect. Uh, Charlie, have you been enjoying watching Leeds? As everyone, all the purists say that they are. Well. Well, actually, one of the one games I did pay for, you remember we had to pay the extra 14 yeah. quid or whatever it was, was the Leeds game because I just thought they were great fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, I, didn't, I don't think it was wasted money. It was great fun. Uh, they, they, they played fantastic football to watch. But obviously, in the Premier League, it's a bit more difficult because, I mean, against Tottenham, I mean, obviously, they're going to come on to Tottenham and, and we should be able to beat them quite easily in, in, with breakaways. But uh, no, I've really enjoyed watching them and uh, Bielsa. What a character! Eh? Yeah, I mean, like as you say, they ought to be the sort of team that Jose that is meat and drink to Jose because they only yeah. play one way. I mean, he get he doesn't get much criticism, certainly not from his own fans. They absolutely worship him, and certainly not from the kind of football sort of chattering classes who also worship him. But if he gets any criticism at all, Bielsa, it's that he only he will only play one way. He does not. Uh, change for anyone and that way is very easy on the eye they play great attacking football high press Pochettino's way of course Pochettino yeah yeah Ben Pochettino of course got it from him he got it from him he was his manager he was his inspiration same as um, as uh, Pep Guardiola Pep Guardiola says does that necessarily mean Tony that we that we should feel particularly because Fulham will Fulham will be defensive that's the way they set up, and Leeds won't. So, do you think that that gives us reason to be more optimistic about playing Leeds necessarily? Um, no, I think I think against Fulham, yeah, they'll be obviously they're not going to come out. The a Fulham team at Tottenham is never going to come out and you know sort of play an open game. So, you Tottenham are going to expect that sort of game from Fulham, but Tottenham have just that. At the moment, they have too much quality in the team, and I would expect over ninety minutes that Spurs will just just find a way through against Fulham. Who knows? It could be one nil, um, but I think it it will be a bit more of an attacking performance against Fulham. Against Leeds, you may well find that Leeds might get a couple of goals, but like you say, I'd expect Tottenham to to maybe outscore them, and it could be mm. you know it could be the sort of game that Charlie's looking for at Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four three, three two four three. Yeah, why not? I mean, football is so changes so much, doesn't it? Even in the if you look at this season, that Everton game, the first game of the season, it was absolutely awful, and we just thought this is going to be hell. Then we go to Southampton. The first half's pretty bad. Second half, we absolutely caned them. Then we had a. 
we had those unfortunate we had that unfortunate draw in Newcastle. Then we absolutely massacre Manchester United, and we're thinking not only are we getting loads of points and wins, we're the entertainers. We'd outscored everyone in the division. Nobody, you know, only happens about once every ten years. And anyone goes to Manchester United and thrashes them on their own ground. Then suddenly, after that West Ham capitulation, he's shut up shop, and it's all part of the bus. But we're still getting results, so we're dealing with. It's already been a roller coaster ride. Here we are. We've got on this quite bad run. I think we've had two points from the last twelve. And we're all, it's still back to doom and gloom. It's incredible. And like you say, Tony, we could beat, we should expect, I mean, expect's a strong word, but we there's every possibility. We beat Fulham and we beat Leeds in an entertaining game. You know, I mean, this time next week, there's a Spurs show and everyone's going, Way, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, who knows what, what, what the Fulham game is going to bring anyway. But I mean, as you quite rightly said, you should only have a look at the next game. So the next game's full and focus on that. Get get that done, and then 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 sort leads out. And you're quite right. In in a week's time, Spurs could be you know they could be second, they could be top. Yeah. I mean, the thing is about this season is that I'm convinced that Spurs will win a trophy. I'm convinced they'll win something, um, and that will then give him maybe a, a bit longer to to maybe bring in one or two more players that he wants. But I think he'll, he'll win a trophy. I'm not sure which one it is. They might win two trophies. Remember at Man United where everybody slagged him off, yeah. Jose, in his first season, he won, I think, the League Cup and the Europa Cup. Now, if he ends this season at Spurs, irrespective of the way he's playing, because um, there's going to be some games where Spurs will dominate teams and score lots of goals, Um if he, if he wins two trophies, if he, say, won the Europa Cup and the League Cup like he did at Man United, I'm, I'm sorry, but those Spurs supporters, majority, are going to be very happy. And um, Jose is going to be around for a couple more years after that. So I, I can see that happening. I, I mean, the Europa Cup, they've got a great chance, really, when I'm looking around the teams still in that. They've got yeah. a great chance of certainly getting to the semi-final and final. Yeah. I will personally be cock-a-hoop. So I can assure you that. But Willie, will you, yeah. if we, if we play the sort of football that you've described as dross and you're not the only one by any means, Willie, you're not on your own in that respect. You, you see and the we, social media. Yeah, exactly. And then we win one or two trophies. Will you be still cross? Well, it's, it's nice to win the league cup and I enjoyed it in 71 and 73. And it's nice to win the. It's really nice to win the Europa League, which is the old UEFA Cup we won in seventy. Was it two and eighty-four? Yeah. So, uh, but most people are crying out for the for the champ for the Premiership. I don't know that that's feasible or do, it's doable, but I'm not sure whether it's likely. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy. But uh, I mean, what as you alluded to the, the, those games at. Uh, at Southampton and, and Manchester United, we suddenly had a flying goal difference. Yeah. What, Liverpool goes put seven past Crystal Palace, and that goal difference has gone out the window. So we, yeah, need, that, we need to. You can't uh, blame Jose for that. No, of course not. Yeah, but we can only get we can only draw with 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 Palace, and they get seven. And you know, it, it uh, answers a lot of questions. Willing mean, to hard man to please, if you know. <laughs> He's a hard man to They win two trophies, and what he wants is a premiership. Spurs yeah. haven't won in 61. Um, I have to say that Liverpool are, 
are going to struggle this season. They're going to struggle. They are fantastic. They're the best team probably in the country, but, and it's a big but, at the back, they have got serious problems. They've got serious problems. I mean, I'm not sure if Van Dijk's going to be back this season. Matip, who's an outstanding player, plays a couple of games and, he, and keeps getting injured. Yeah. Uh, so those two, so there's a chance that, you know, if he's out for a period of time, uh, the other lad there plays at the back is, is young. Is it? Is it the other one got injured playing for England? Yeah, um, yeah. So they've got three top-class centre-halves. So that's why Liverpool are going to struggle to win the league this season. It's going to be hard for them. If they win it, it'll be magnificent. They'll have to score lots of goals. They'll have to yeah. dominate a lot of teams. Because defensively, without those down the middle, they, it's going to be hard for them when they come up against the big boys. I mean, they've got to come to Tottenham in January, I think, haven't they? You know that. Yeah. If, if, you know that that's not going to be easy for them. Yeah. You know, I can see them being more than happy getting a draw. I suppose. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Man City, Man United. Um, you know, so maybe Willie's Willie's wish might come true. They might win three trophies. Then he <laughs> Oh, that'll be okay then. <laughs> that, Willie's Willie's will will he'll settle for that. He's calling that par. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen. Yeah, I just want to see goals. I like, to, I like to see a big plus on that goal difference at the table. I just like seeing. We got. I mean, we got. The Kane is 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 on course to beat Jimmy Greaves's record. I want him yeah. to see see him approach it. And recently, he's not had a stiff to get anywhere near scoring a few goals. Yeah, well, he's still. I mean, it's surprisingly, he's still still popping them in. Even in the circumstances, he's uh, he hasn't completely dried up, has he? He's, he's not exactly a drought. We used to get hat tricks starting more. Well, <sighs> hold tight, Willie. Hold tight. He's got no more room in his cupboard for any more match balls, I know. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe he's been told by the missus, no more hat tricks. You're coming yeah. up the place. Anyway. <laughs> Let's. This the time has come now for me to insist that you make predictions. I'm very sorry about that, but that's how it works. So, Willie, I want your predictions first. Fulham. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I, I want to stay positive, so I hope I'll go for a one nil. One nil. Okay, Charlie. Uh, I'm going to go two nil. Big, big, big result. That. Okay, Tony. Fulham game. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Charlie. Two nil. Okay, uh, Willie. What do you think about Leeds? I was joking when I said four three before, but it's uh, maybe a two, uh, maybe a two one or a three one, three one say. Okay, Charlie. Uh, no, I'm four two. That's about right, I think. Yeah, four two. Yeah, big, big scoring goal that yeah. What do you think, Tony? Um, Leeds, Leeds to score a goal. Um, Spurs to score three or four. Love it. Okay. I'm going to say 3-2 Leeds, 2-1 Fulham. There we go. Before we go, I need to tell you the next week, Tom Mitchell, Carl Jones and Jake Richards are on the show with Mike Lee. That'll be next Monday we're recording that one. Let's give a special shout out to Tom Mitchell because uh, on Christmas Day, he managed to get a load of Spurs legends to do a Zoom call to lots of Spurs fans. I was honoured to be among them. And I think you were there, weren't you, Tony? Tony? You on the Zoom call on Christmas Day? I can't remember, but it was no. certainly Oz. There was Ozzy. There was Glenn. There was. Uh, Didn't get uh, that. Help you ask me. 
Oh, <laughs> well, I should have phoned you up. Um, there was there was quite a few lads there. Johnny Gorman was there. Stevie Perriman was there. It Lovely. was a wonderful thing for people who were going to be a bit lonely on Christmas Day. We all gave up an hour of our Christmas Day to do that. Well, that's lovely. Well done to Tom Mitchell there. Fantastic initiative. Um, and a very good friend of the shows, of course. Gentlemen, I would like to thank you all very much. Charlie, thanks for coming all the way from the from the highlands of Scotland in the thick snow and talking to us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll see you at the League Cup final. Yeah, see you, see you at Wembley. Willie, thank you as ever. Oh, one of you. our longest serving guests. Thanks for coming along. And Tony Galvin, special thanks for you. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your insight. And uh, hope to see you again soon. All the best, Willie. Nice to hear from you. And you too, Tony. Keep well, mate. Cheers, Cheers, Willie. How are you, Spurs? This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.